Hello, how are you? Welcome to another wannabe entrepreneur episode. Today is the night session. Here in Portugal, there's a radio station, one of the most famous ones. And after 10 p.m., they always have the... It's called the Pacific Ocean. That's the name of the show. And it's always like really nostalgic, slow music. And you have someone speaking with this kind of voice. <laughs> so that's what we'll be doing today. Because actually, it's 12.30 a.m. I know. I'm late. I know. I should have record this early but or earlier but yeah i don't know it feels that i have no time so many things that i've done today i had one interview starting at 9 a.m then i had another chat with uh, with a member of the community then i had another chat with uh, joan about the indie lottery then i worked in the indie lottery i worked in the community and then i did muay thai and then you know dinner and food so, a lot of things. In today's episode, I'll be sharing what I've been doing last week, like always. As well, I'll be speaking about my efforts trying to find a job and uh, what I was able to find so far, or at least kind of my what I'm trying to search for. And uh, of course, that I came up with a lot of ideas to improve this process, like a true indie hacker. I'll be chatting about that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to slow things down. Like, let's just get started. Let me just say, first of all, that the last episode still didn't reach 100 listens. So not the interview. The interview got a lot of listens, by the way. You should definitely listen to the interview. It got already more than 160 listens or something. But the, the freestyle episodes, as I call them, the previous one, Last week, it still didn't reach 100 listens. What's happening? Are you not sharing with your friends? Is that it? Is something you want to tell me? <laughs> you know, if uh, you want to support this podcast, you can share it with friends. You can uh, become a member of the WB space and uh, buying the merch. It's crazy that not a lot of people... I, I was expecting by now to go out and like see the WB t-shirt everywhere. You know, that's that's how I think, thinking big. Anyways, let's 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 get started with today's episode. Let's go. Unemployable. Do you know this word? Do you recognize it? This is a word that I heard a lot when I was first starting these interviews. I asked a lot of indie makers if they would one day consider going back to a quote-unquote normal job. And a lot of people said, no, I'm unemployable. It's impossible for me to work for others. Back then, I didn't fully understand that because I thought, yeah, I mean, I, I had fun working for others. It was, was cool. I liked it. So why not just returning? But now... Now that I'm looking for a job, I, I totally understand that, really. It's it's so hard. Like I, I don't know where to start. If I go back, what, like seven years ago? Is it already seven? Or, wow, crazy. If I go back seven years ago when I first started applying for jobs, it was easy. I wanted to go to one of those big tech companies, the ones I was promised 
in all those uh, social network movies and the intern. So that's what I search for. I spend months searching for that. And that, of course, there was a lot of work on just rejecting a bunch of companies. There were companies that I didn't even apply because I knew that that, that was not what I was looking for. I recommend now everyone to do this, to be honest, because it's it's much easier to get into a company when you really want to get in. Not just because you want to make some money, but you really believe in the mission. Because you'll be so passionate in the interview that people will be like, yeah, we need this person. So I think that that was not a mistake for sure. I rejected a lot of companies. I got rejected by a lot of companies. But I ended up finding prof- probably the best job I could have found. Like Trivago was amazing for that part of my life, definitely. And I've learned so much. My resume has improved so much just by joining that company. It was incredible. What I what was it I wanted? Okay, I remember. So that was easy. But now I don't want to do the same. Now I want to continue being in the hacker and most of these tech companies, I mean, I know how they do look like. I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me that thinks that there's more than Trivago and I should learn from other big tech companies. But it just does not fit in with my mindset at the moment. I, I want to work for myself. I want to be in control. And working for others, that's just not possible. So... As I told you, my strategy has been focusing in finding something that I, one, love, and two, that does not take a whole week of my time. Ideally, two days per week, I could go to three. But more than that, it would interfere too much with my indie projects. At the same time, my indie projects are... I know they're very exciting. You know, there's always ups and downs for sure, for sure. But it's been more than a year since I started, right? You remember because I've been I've been journeying this, journeying, journaling this since I started. It's crazy. I mean, you've seen me grow. If you are one of the first listeners, we we grew up together. It's been more than a year now. I mean, we have a relationship. It's a serious long-term relationship at this moment. So I I definitely grew. I definitely can see the difference from when I started. Now I just crossed, by the way, let's celebrate. I crossed 1,600 followers on Twitter. Do you remember that when I first started this podcast, I was not even on Twitter? I kind of realized later that Twitter was actually a good platform because I could share the links. But when I first started, I was not on Twitter. (laughs) Crazy. So now I am. And I've crossed 1,600 followers. And everything on Twitter now seems much easier. Everything I tweet gets much more engagement, gets much more reactions and connections. And... Of course, there's two main reasons. First, there's more people following me, right? So I'm not tweeting to the void, as they say. I'm tweeting to an audience that I've created, that I've cultivated. And now I really think I know what the algorithm likes. Like my brain, after like, I guess, thousands of tweets? I don't know, hundreds, hundreds, I don't know. But a lot of, a lot of tweets. My brain kind of 
adapted and now I know what works and what doesn't and it's an intuition it's completely intuition but if I take someone that never tweeted and we basically want to tweet the same idea I'm pretty sure that for the same audience size same size of audience my tweet would have much more engagement because I know what works and I know how to kind of format the tweet hey Tiago give me some tips okay I can give you some tips. I, I, I didn't prepare this, so I don't know uh, how much I can take the intuition and put it into words. But first of all, celebrate wins. Definitely. If you want to grow on Twitter, celebrate every little win you have. It might be something super small, but it always results in, in a lot of engagement. I don't know why. It's part of the algorithm. People like it. I don't know. I just know that it works. So now... Every small win I have, an easy one is I just crossed one, like a round number of followers on Twitter. You should tweet about it. I just crossed 1,600, bam, tweeted it, and I knew that I would get immediately a bunch of followers and, and likes and engagement. And uh, other things, it's more like MRR. If you just reach a round number in your MRR, you definitely need to share it. Then smaller things, like for instance, every, every month now I get more... I guess 2,000 downloads on this podcast, or uh, yeah, close to 2,000. So I guess every 15 days, my my number of downloads increases by 1,000. So it's a round number, and most of the times I share it, and it works. So definitely I know that this is the kind of content I want to tweet. Then I know that there's polls. Polls work really well. Then there's the running jokes. I mean, when you kind of know an audience, you know what people like and what people don't like and what's the lingo, what are the memes. So just use those and uh, and definitely it will get engagement. The other thing that works is is the way you format the tweet, right? So if, and now I need, I need to take an example. Okay, let's say I want to speak about the benefits of the community. One way of doing it is to basically write down a sentence. Uh, the community is super good because you have random coffees and you get to meet a bunch of people and uh, you you can ask questions to experts, for instance. And I could write this down in this full sentence. Or a much better way to do this is to like format it using emojis and, and break lines and spaces. So what I would do, and always bring it positive. So I would do something like, I cannot believe... How amazing this community! Well, maybe this is too too much self entitled. Something more. Um, I, I'm super happy with what we're able to achieve with W Space. And then I would give it a, a break line, so a new line, and use one arrow emoji and say, "We have random coffees." Emoji of the coffee. We have. We you can meet other people. Then some emoji. I don't know. I love the emoji with the with the stars for eyes. That works really well for me. So I would like format it like this and uh, and sometimes kind of finish it with a question so that I get some engagement, people answering. And and that's much, much better. It's much easier to read and uh, it's it's more fun. You know, people really want to interact with it. So, yeah, I I definitely see that it's much easier for me now to grow on Twitter. I get new followers every day, like multiple followers every day. I got new messages every day. And uh, as well, like the traffic... And my community is growing. So if you remember, I don't, I guess, in was it September or end of uh, August? Where I kind of got um, got upset with indie hackers. 
because you know a lot of people in the community thought or told me that it was basically a spammer and i was like kind of pushing too far so i thought okay i don't want to be considered a spammer i'll just leave in the hacker's website because this this is a source of marketing for me so i told you and it was not an easy decision because Indie Hackers was the main source of traffic to all my products. So what I decided to do was to focus more on other, more passive source of marketing, right? So I did SEO. I tried to do a kind of partnerships and and uh, kind of motivate the, the members to share. We created the Indie Lottery as well. So now... It seems that I'm going back to the same numbers I was having when I was still using Indie Hackers, but now it's much more passive. So that, that's great. That's great news. In the same time, so many projects going on, so many ideas, working with João in the Indie Lottery, and it, it seems like things flow. And I just, it's so much more interesting than finding a job. But a promise is a promise, and I need the money, to be honest. And the the thought of getting a little bit more money coming in, it's it's somehow reassuring. It's something that I want to do because I feel so as well that I'm always a little bit under stress, you know. And I I know how to cope with this. And if you remember again in the beginning, I was very stressed about it. But now, first of all, I'm making much more, right? I'm now closing into the six hundred MRR, uh, which is not amazing, but you know already pays the rent, <laughs> which is amazing. Plus some extra stuff. So it's good. It's it's getting a little bit more like, okay, this is a real business somehow. And um, at the same time, I also, I also, I don't know, I'm more used to this. I, I'm used to having, I guess, less money. But the, the thought on having more money coming in and being more relaxed is something that appeals to me for sure. So what am I doing? What is my strategy? First week was pure networking so i reach out to a bunch of contacts right i told you i reach out to my friends at weekend so my uh the startup i was working for previously the one that yeah got acquired by Truvago. and they are now starting in another thing really cool and uh, i didn't necessarily ask for a job but i just said hey, i am looking for a job something that is part-time and i didn't get any invitation to work with them so I assume that for now they are not needing or at least they don't want to get someone part-time because a lot of people assume that if it's part-time, they won't put the, the soul that a company needs, right? So, I mean, it's fair. I understand. Uh, I, I reached out to another friend which has a really cool concept uh, kind of consultancy company, but it's a consulting company that owns itself. And one day I hope to bring him here in the podcast again because he was here before. So that we could speak more about this, because it's such an interesting concept. The idea is that every year the the profit gets distributed by the employees. I don't know how this works. A lot of questions, but it's really interesting. Anyways, he has this company in Germany, and the clients are all German, so I need to speak German, which I don't. So that was ruled out as well. At the same time, I spoke with uh, with another another person that they are starting a startup. And this is something interesting because at first they said that they wanted to hire a full-time CTO. And I kind of convinced them that they don't need it, that they could hire a fractional CTO. And uh, they, he said that he would like um, speak with the other members of startup. And apparently they, they seem to be up for uh, to discuss about it. So 
yeah so i will um i will uh, discuss and see and kind of read the job specs and i'll i'll let you know what are my thoughts i mean the idea of fractional cto seems really cool uh for many reasons the first reason is it's fractional right second is cto so it's not pure coding which is not something i i want to do i don't want to just like pure code because i'm an indie hacker right so i have much more skills much broad, broader skills so i just don't want to simply code and um and uh, i'm having a lot of blanks as i'm speaking it's crazy. it seems that i like i didn't write this down in a script huh crazy <laughs> i didn't by the way so yeah and of course it's it's something challenging as well it gets me nervous because there's a part of me that is this imposter syndrome that thinks that i'm not good enough of a developer um maybe because i never focus too much in the news newest trends or making the most beautiful code i just i have a very entrepreneurial mind i just want something to work of course i wanted to make it scalable and good but i don't care too much to use the, the best frameworks or the best architecture and stuff like that so it's, it would be a great challenge to kind of be the CTO in, in a startup, someone like starting something from nothing and building the whole infrastructure with employees, with the team. That's exciting, isn't it? So I'll definitely pursue this and, and, and see where this takes me. And I'll, of course, take, me, take you with me if that's possible. I will ask them. But I, yeah, I want to share this with you. I think this is really interesting. In the same time, what is happening? Ideas. Thousands of ideas <laughs> coming to my brain. And what is the first thing that I thought was, I am not alone. Like, there's so many indie hackers in the community as well that they have the same problem. They are stressed because they are not able to make enough MRR to, to pay the bills. And at the same time, they don't want to work for others. So I'm not the only one looking for this kind of indie jobs. I call them indie jobs now, by the way. So what did I do? I kind of worked on the member pages. Now they're like, they look much, much better. You can see the members profiles and filter. There's a bunch of filters. And I created the open for work, open to work. Yeah, open to work flag that you can set up. And then there's a little, you know, like, like LinkedIn. You see on LinkedIn when people are open to work. So now you have this as well on the, on the community. So people can find indie jobs. At the same time, I've been sharing that on Twitter, trying to get some partnerships, trying to see if there are people interesting, interested in this. And uh, so far, what I thought was like a lot of companies, they want to hire full-time. So they, they don't want indie jobs, let's say. But I also realized that indie jobs are not a normal job. Like you're not hiring a developer, a designer, or a marketeer. You're hiring a generalist, someone that is good with a lot of uh, different topics and uh, different areas and someone that's creative, some, some, someone that has soul, actually, that will put their uh, heart and soul into something, but they, they need a little bit more than just a task. You know, they, they need a goal. So another idea is that indie hackers that are a little bit further along in their journey, making more MRR, like uh, Julia, Mark, uh, maybe Sveta, um, no code Anna, Anna Bibikova, maybe they would be willing to hire. So yeah, that's kind of the partnership I've been trying to do. Some people seem to be interested and uh, there are some interesting contacts on uh, on Twitter as well. So it's really cool. I mean, I can share the link as well in the description so that you can see the page 
and see the profiles. But so far, I mean, people are excited. We still didn't generate any, obviously any job, but maybe in the future, in the, this will work out. Another cool thing that we have done is I created a workshops group because a lot of people in the community want to do workshops. They want to upskill themselves. They want to learn about design, coding, no code, whatever. So there's so many cool people that are learning this and they, they are willing to share that I thought, okay, let's bring them to the community and they can generate and, and make workshops. So one of the members is already preparing one and we got a lot of people interested. So super excited about that. Let's see how this works out. It's another feature for the community. And the cool thing is that I don't do anything. I immediately create the tooling. For instance, the events bot is helping here, but everything is the responsibility of the workshop organizer. So Less work for me. Yay! <laughs> At the same time, working in the Indie Lottery. I've been working with Joel, right? My co-founder. And uh, it's great. It's great. I mean, I, I love working with him because his energy is contagious. Like, the biggest problem when, we, when you work with other co-founders is that someone normally loses interest. And it's super frustrating. Especially if, like, one person or, like, some People are still very interested. I don't know how many how many co-founders we are talking about, but some are interested, some are not, and this kind of kills the motivation. Like, for instance, Max Maxwell, I, I spoke about him a lot. He's uh, a kind of a veteran member in the community because he's been there almost since the beginning. And since the beginning, that he has been telling us that he has problems with his co-founder. And last week, he actually uh, kind of break up, broke up with his co-founder. <laughs> And he was a bit sad because he always said, like, you never know what will happen to the project. And it's like something that you invested so much time and you're always afraid that the friendship will, <laughs> it's kind of a breakup, you know, a normal breakup. You never know if the friendship will continue or not. So this happens. But with Joan, yeah, I don't think this will happen because he has such drive. The drive is incredible. He's like, Tiago, you have to finish this. And I'm like, ah, but I don't have time. Like, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. And he's doing like job, in, uh, not job interviews, like he's doing interviews to a bunch of potential users in the community. He's doing such great work. I mean, he has crazy energy. He's like an entrepreneur, even though he says that he just wants to find a job and, and chill. I mean, he's an entrepreneur. I don't think you'll ever, ever stop doing this kind of stuff. So, yeah, super excited about this. We are learning a lot from the interviews. And uh, I've been like fighting a lot with Tailwinds and Gatsby and CSS because basically Jean made the whole design and I have to like copy it. And I hate doing this, to be honest, because there's a lot of, you know, aligning stuff and making sure it's responsive and bah. Anyways, I'm using React, which is cool, and uh, Tailwind and um, TypeScript. So at least some new technologies, which is always good for me to practice. Not so bad, huh? And yeah, that's that's basically it. I, I don't think... Well, there's one more experiment that I've done, which is really cool. So if you remember, in my birthday, when I turned 30, I did a giveaway, which worked really well. A lot of people got the, my guide. I gave my free guide. Uh, well, I gave my guide for free. Uh, and the, the bad thing about this kind of giveaways is that you give it for free so people don't care about it. They don't appreciate it. Like People need to pay for something to appreciate it. It's crazy, but it's true. So I kind of forced them to open it by asking for uh, for uh, feedback. And I, if you remember that episode, I, I kind of did this technique 
to to make sure they would answer. And after a week or so, or maybe two, I sent them a message again to everyone and said like, hey, uh, what do you think of the guide? I sent this message to 15 people and only four actually opened the guide. They said like, yeah, I liked it, really cool. And what I've done was I asked them to write a review on Twitter so that then I could add it to my, my guides reviews page. So I use uh, Gotham, which is a member of the community product. It's called uh, Famewall and it's really cool. I just have to go there, click and add the tweet and suddenly that becomes a beautiful review that now you can see in the, um, in the website. So it's great for social validation. The guide is not doing that much at the moment, to be honest. But just yesterday, I got someone new buying it. And sometimes some people actually buy the guide and then they join the community. For So it's it's kind of working. It's very passive. I don't get a lot of traffic there. But, I mean, it's there and it's generated already some money. So that's great. So, yeah, that's my experiment with the giveaway. In the end, I'm not, uh, I'm not super, super happy with it because... People got the guide for free and they are not using it. But some people used it and, and they liked it. So it generated something positive as well for my business. So that's all I want. All I want. Piece by piece, we're going to generate something amazing. And uh, with those words, I will leave you in this late night episode. Make sure to listen to it, by the way. I, I want to have more than 100 listens by the end of the week. So make sure to share with all your friends. <laughs> And uh, I have a bunch of, uh, not a bunch, but at least one new interview recorded that I'll release soon, plus another lined up. They are very potentially interesting, you know, big Twitter names, indie names. So let's see if this will happen or not. But uh, until then, you can become a member of the WB space. It's only $10. It's the cheapest community out there and the best. And I'm biased, of course, but make sure to do that. And at the same time, we'll be supporting this podcast. Make sure that it continues. I already got an offer to be sponsored, by the way. I We didn't discuss the, how much that would be, but I said no, because I'm committed to not do any ads. Maybe I'm being stupid, but anyways, I'll continue like this until someone gives me like a lot of money. No, no, I mean, I'll continue like this. And uh, I need you. I need you to kind of uh, sponsor me. So yeah, 10 bucks, it's, it's more than fair, isn't it? So make sure to become a WB member. You will have a lot to gain as well. Uh, or buy the merch, buy the t-shirts. I want to see everyone with the t-shirts and mugs and everything. This was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next week. Can you please start focusing more in your indie projects and less on who is Peter Level's girlfriend? Thank you.